like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chilling podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrooke, I am Teddy the Yeti. I love spaghetti, but not confetti. And you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, ice queens, evil queens, reindeers, troll rock thingies, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Well, that was an exciting episode. It was. This is First Thoughts for the episode entitled Rocky Road. And I want to thank Teddy for that great introduction. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also want to say that this is episode number 245. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 245. Fantastic. Let us not waste any more time. Let us go ahead and jump right into it. Yes. Did you see at the beginning that Grumpy's van was finally towed into Marine Garage? Yes. I wonder if Brad Tillman was driving that tow truck. Possibly, because we know it wasn't Gus Gus, unfortunately. No. But uh, it was really cute, that whole walk down the street. And Roland is a person after my own heart. He loves ice cream. He does. And the only problem is that there is an ice cream shop down the street where we saw that strange lady. And so mm-hmm. when Roland brought up ice cream, I'm thinking about the shop and the weird lady. And I said, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing. Well, Roland was adorable. Yes. Let me just get that right out. He's right. just the cutest little thing ever. Sure. But he was a little manipulative. Well, with the whole Regina let me. Exactly. I wrote, uh-oh, again. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. It's not not good. Can we please have some, Mommy? Oh, boy. Oh. Sometimes, yeah. thing- and it, and, and it, I don't think he was doing it to be malicious. It's just very, it's a very child thing to say. He's a little too young to be manipulative, but he'll learn real quick that that's an easy way to get what he wants. He reminded me of the kind of act that kids put on sure. during a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad let me. You know, and the, my my mom let me. Whatever. Right. So that was. That was pretty cool, and it turns out I would imagine Roland asked for Rocky Road, and I like I like ice cream with stuff in it. So mm-hmm. Rocky Road is one of those type of ice creams. And see, I'm not a fan of Rocky Road because it has nuts in it. I'm I know. not a big nut fan. I know. I don't like nuts in my food. Right, and uh, so they're what. This mysterious person that owns the mm-hmm. ice cream shop said, there's no mm-hmm. problem that can't be solved with a bit of ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's pretty true, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would agree with her. I love ice cream. She did not give her name. We still don't know what her right. name is. And I love that she, you know, she was introduced by name to Marion. She never introduced herself. She should but, have She should have worn a name, name tag, tag that was blank. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But she did, you know... 
she was very sweet as peach pie, but she is clearly up to no good. Well, and it reminded me actually a lot of Norman Bates and Psycho. Yeah. Because Norman Bates behind the counter was very nice sure. and but always a little kind of cagey Off. and nervous and Off. But yeah. And Yeah. She was a little too sweet. So old the old so- Sunday maker woman that we don't know mm-hmm. the name of yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She put a little special sprinkles on the Well, she put sprinkles on it, and then she put a spell over the well, whole I thing. Well, I know. But, but th- I don't think the sprinkles magic were magic. Sprinkles. I don't I know, think they were. But I mean, after. After. Okay, after the fact, they became the whole thing was magical right. or whatever, but right. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and she said, seeing a happy family like yours in here really warms my heart. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little winky wink yeah. at the camera. Yeah, that's funny. And so what's interesting is, is they have that little meeting with Gold in his shop. Mm-hmm. And poor Gold, he's there with his little witty repartee ready and people just barge in all the time. I, I, again, I don't know that anyone's ever bought anything in that store ever. There's always deals. Oh, no, and people, people purchase things. Yeah. I'm sure they have. So... He was presented with this situation. He said, do you know Elsa? Yeah, never never seen her before in my life. Right. I don't know her. I don't know Anna. I don't know who you're talking about. Right. And I love the whole Emma referred to it as a secret vault of terror. How'd a she get in your secret, right. secret vault of terror? That was pretty funny. But he is very manipulative. And we've known that since sure. episode one. You know, it's not a, any secret at all. No. But he said, I've lost my son. I've gained a wife. I'm turning over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. Tell you what, let's let's do this, everyone. Let me let's get the dagger. I'll give it to Belle and then she'll control me. And we'll do this storybook lie detector test with the dagger. Let's do that. Right. That's that. And Emma even said, I, you know, my superpower. I'll know if you're lying. OK, Emma. Your your superpower, first of all, isn't super, and it's not powerful. We've seen that it lapses from time to time. Yes, yeah. It works some days, and it doesn't work it other days. It works really well on kids for the most part, but not so much, you know, several hundred-year-old dark ones. It's like that flashlight. When the lights go out sometimes, sometimes it works, and sometimes you have to shake it, and it doesn't work, and yeah, it's, it's a, little, a, a little spotty. Right. So... Kristoff <clears throat> is just the funniest. Well, first thing, first things first. Ever. He goes so far as to get Bell right to use the dagger, yes. and she says, "I command you, Dark One, right, to tell the truth." And I think it was. I mean, I knew instantly it was a fake dagger. I knew for a fact it was because he didn't. He didn't. He didn't react immediately mm-hmm. with it, so you knew it was fake. So why is he doing it? That's what I want to know. Why is he lying to Bell again after he told his son's grave that he was going to be better and give her the dagger back? He took it back again when he when he mm-hmm. went to go look at the, the sorcerer's hat. So why didn't he give it back yet again? I mean, it, it, there's so much back and forth. We're not going to know what's the real dagger and what's not anymore. Well, it is, it is interesting that people that struggle with yeah. whatever... You know, we talked about a lot of different things that people struggle with. They want to do good. As a matter of fact, there are points in time, even with David's um, 
explanation and, and, and little monologue about his father. Mm-hmm. His father wanted to do good. Yeah. So there, there's something within, I think most people, yeah. that they make a decision in their heart, in their gut. They say, I want to do better and I'm going to do better right now, whether it's a diet or anything else. <laughs> it's just you decide to. And I think Gold wanted to. But he couldn't. He struggled. And he, it's the whole power thing and all this kind of thing. So, you know, you're right. He, he switched it back. It would assume. But here's the subtitle of this episode. We know it's called Rocky Road, but I would call it Trust Mistrust. Yeah. And you believe that certain people do certain things because of their past when they may have changed. And so... I, I really hope, though, that they don't get in this whole thing. Remember what, in season two, one of the biggest complaints was people were shape-shifting. Right. And we didn't know who was really right, who. Right, true. And it got really old. Right. I'm I'm kind of hoping they don't do this baloney with, oh, they're telling the truth. No, they're not. They're really lying. Right. Oh, no, they're lying. No, 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 they're really telling the truth. Let's not have too much of this this season, please, because just it's frustrating. All right. Again, to Kristoff, he was very funny. Oh, he was totally hilarious. He he had some of the best lines, but we'll save my favorite lines for later. Mm-hmm. Just favorite character coming. But yeah, Kristoff was just so, so fun. And oh, I yeah. love their repartee and mm-hmm. I love their little dueling here and there. It's just, it's really great. It's so, very brotherly, sisterly, and that's good. Kristoff said, you're a softy. So mm-hmm. it's a little yeah. ice cream humor there right. for you. Right. And Prince Hans and his army. Well, before he says that, he all, he talks about, you know, the whole obey me, I'm the queen thing. Right. <laughs> he almost, not quite, but it was really, um, there was a little bit of an attitude sort of kind of almost like the the way in the movie Kristoff was talking for Sven. Okay, then. It was mm. that kind of a thing. It wasn't quite there. Right. He, he had a little hint of that, little tiny hint. But I thought that was pretty funny. There was a lot of frozen... References in this movie, oh, major visual references. and verbal. Verbal. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, there were a ton of them. So all the Frozen fans really got a lot. Yeah. To yeah. kind of oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another yeah. one. So yeah. it was fun for the new watchers of Once Upon a Time. I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. All right. So we did have a few things to say about Bo Peep, the warlord, and her army, the army of two. Right. But at the very least. Prince Hans had an army, and we'll talk oh, more about that. Twelve. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. That's more than two. <laughs> it's way more than I, two, but I did, still. I, I did want to mention one thing, though, that the Elsa had pretty good taste. She had a French press little coffee mm. French press there. So I was like, okay. wow. Okay. The... If there's anything else you kind of no. want to talk, because I'm going to kind of roll down. I just wrote down little things Keep here going. and there. Keep going. So I do want to talk about the fireside oh, chat. absolutely. And the mention of Rupert, the court jester. Yes. And I guess Rupert really kind of helped him out. It sounds like that, it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to meet him later. Possibly. Maybe. maybe. Mm. Rupert is a name that isn't really used much. Rupert Murdoch, maybe. but. Mm. Well, actually, in Princess Diaries, uh, her grandfather's name was King Rupert. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that wasn't his full name, but every time that he's, they mentioned his name, everyone in the country 
would say. May he rest in peace. Let me just say this, that even in Storybrooke, they have trouble with staying on a meeting agenda. I thought that that was just offices that I have been around. It's very, well, very tough because you get the people in the meeting. They were saying, this isn't really important. We need to skip to number such and such. I guess the ice wall around the town was really important. It was. So Archie did have a point. Oh, well, yeah, Look. he did have a point. But, and, but I mean, the townsfolk kind of started turning on snow. Right. I mean, she's mayor for a very short period of time, probably a day or two at this point, And they're already starting to attack her. So it's kind of like it's not even it's not even Regina being evil that they were so against. It's anybody who's in power because if Grumpy was all of a sudden mayor, everybody turn on him and start you know you know so and they're all forgetting that she just had a baby. Right. I I did. I'm going to skip around a bit. Please do. So go right ahead. I'm just. If I need to, I'll drag you back. Telling you. That there right. was a couple of funny things. I, I may do an audio bit of this, but I really, I think this is hilarious. If the Dark One Dagger was real, mm-hmm. can you imagine how fun it would be, Belle, married to Rumpelstiltskin oh. with that dagger? Yeah, not so much. Dark One, I command you to pick up your socks now. I would love that. I commit. <laughs> It would probably do take we, the Dark One Dagger. Find, like, we, that's fine. Do we have a Dark One Dagger in here? Yeah. Hmm. Somewhere, probably. Right on. All right. Or, you know, time, take out the trash now. Trash day is Wednesday. Dark One, you need to remember Wednesday, trash day. Take it out There's Tuesday all kinds night. of fun things. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So. Sure. Clean your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Gee, what are you trying to say? Right. Nothing. I'm glad there really isn't a Dark One yeah. Dagger. So anyway, right, so back George, to the town meeting. Well, um, let's go through just uh, Well, you're missing the piece there in the town meeting because they're yeah. already starting to attack her, and then all of a sudden Marion is listening to this, and it goes kind of funky, weird, like uh, surreal, mm. and then she slumps over and she's out. And I, I did want to connect something. It, it seemed like there was a connection there, and just for your approval, I will say this. There was a scene in Whiteout when... Elsa and Emma fell down on the ice, Mm -hmm. which also made, or at the same time, Charming and Hook fell Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. on the other side of the wall, down on the ground. And the sound went silent. Like all sounds went silent. Yes. Yeah. And this little, it was different because when Marion fainted, it sounded like there was feedback a in a bit, yeah. some type of a little speaker mm-hmm. or something, yeah. like in headphones, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like to me. And yeah. to, I think there may be a connection. And it's probably a stretch, but anyway, I just wanted to just say well, that. Well, so. yeah. And actually, if you want to really make another connection to this, the sound in Whiteout was very much like how uh, the shifting, the time shifting was in Lost. Right. Every time they would time travel. Yeah, they wow, 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 whatever. Well, so, but it went yeah. silent at one point, and okay. then it and then it flashed, and then so it was kind of a similar thing. But anyway, so Marion starts freezing, and she gets the streak in her hair just like Anna did in the movie. I I did want to go back to talk about the scene with Gold and Elsa and the group. There is first of all. 
Georgina reminds me a lot of Gwyneth Paltrow oh, okay. in the face. So I just wanted to say that. I see more Dee Dee Pfeiffer in her, but yeah. Okay. Also, I just wanted to bring up the whole lost memories thing. Sure. I mean, and when that happens, obviously everyone looks at at gold. Well, of course they do. So. Of course they do. But I also wanted to talk about the scene in Arendelle with Elsa and Kristoff. Uh-huh. It was very reminiscent to me of Han Solo when they were looking for Luke mm. on mm. Hoth. Okay. Said our scouts haven't found anything. And, you know, look again, or I'll go. You know, that kind of a, mm-hmm. it reminded me yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, So. Okay. So Christoph said another little funny thing. You're warming up to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. In the meeting, the fireside chat, Granny's knitting again. Okay. Granny's been knitting a lot. She knits well. a lot. Hi, that's a great hobby, and she's knitting probably another blanket for her baby Neil. I lo- yes, I loved Regina's unmayoral outfit at Granny's. Oh, totally, that was really super fabulous. Casual. Yeah, yep. super was really super neat. casual. It was really cute. It looked um, she rocked it. I mean, Regina, well, well, of course, Lana rocks just about everything. But yeah, Henry and Regina at that moment it was really a lot of fun mm-hmm. because. She had been a mayor or someone in position. She always had things that were just wearing on her all the time. And for once in a long time, probably maybe, you know, times with, well, in a long time, she hasn't been relaxed and had time to kind of just talk and buy comic books for Henry, for heaven's right. sake. And it was really, that was a nice moment, I thought. It was. It yeah. was a great moment. I thought it was a fantastic scene. And it was very reminiscent to me of season one, the two of them plotting together and having a secret operation. They really didn't, though. They it did. It was more Emma. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it yeah. mirrors the one in season one with him and Emma. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. So now it's with Regina. Right. So, I mean... <clears throat> She is very, very upfront and honest with him about what she's planning to do. And she's kind of seeking his approval, going, you okay with that? Do you think mm-hmm. that's a good idea? And he goes, are you kidding me? I love it. That's fantastic. Let's figure it out. You know, it was it was kind of funny how she almost like slyly was asking him questions. He's a smart kid. And he right. looked at her and he's like, what are you up to? I don't think she, I don't think he cares about what it's about. No. I just think he's interested in doing something with her right he wants right. to be with her right. sure. he wants if operation mongoose operation whatever <clears throat> he's interested in that well and i thought that was fascinating that she chose mongoose mm-hmm. which by uh-huh. the way is the natural mortal enemy of cobras right mongoose and cobras do not get along well because mongoose will kill cobras and in my my youth of growing up in the inland empire i do remember the dragster snake and mongoose that was always the dragsters. Oh yeah, I, had, I believe there's actually cars. Yeah, I had them, but but yeah, yeah. You were saying that is, this. Go ahead. The mongoose and the cobra. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. um, muscle cars. Right. So anyway. All right. So it was really neat when Robin 
came to Regina after Marion began to freeze, mm-hmm. and you could kind of see it on her face, like, "Oh my, what, what are you, what are you doing here?" And he's, I, well, I need your help. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's nice that he felt he could come to her, but at the same time, talk about rubbing salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, I'm like. Robin, really? I mean, I know why. Because she really is the person who would have been able to help him. He could have, however, gone to Rumpelstiltskin to try and get help from him. But I like the fact that he's, you know, he's working with Regina. Even if they can't be together right now, at least he's trying to kind of stay with her, be near her. And it's very obvious how he feels about her. Very obvious. Right. The I want to... Skip around just a little bit, and then we'll come right back here. Is that there was a picture that it was of dragonflies. It was a dragonfly print picture. Uh-huh. And it was when you're looking straight out at the door to Regina's office, it said Magist- Magister, Magister mm-hmm. over it. On the left side, that's where that dragonfly print was. Right. It was in season three, mm-hmm. maybe in season two, but specifically you could see it when Emma and Regina were working on, there was something that they found of Zelina's and she set up her lab lab mm-hmm. in her office and you could mm-hmm. see that, that dragonfly print. Anyway, somebody... As asking me where to buy that print on the the posting on the website. So if you know, I really want to help this person out. I've asked all over the place. I've posted in forums, but the oncers or people in the these groups on Facebook are really really specific about what they know, but they don't know where to buy this dragonfly print. So go look, go find a screenshot of. I put it in a couple of the posts, but go take a look. It's on the left. It's Dragonfly print. If you know where you can buy that print, not any Dragonfly print. I mean, we're we're fans. We want the exact one. So if you know where it is, please let me know. Now, let's skip ahead one. That Dragonfly print in this season is gone because that was the mirror. That was where the mirror was. That she shattered, shattered, I believe, in the first episode. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was, uh, yep, of this season. And so now, and not in the same place, but Regina did notice a new picture. Oh, it is the same place. Okay. Because the mirror was taken down because it shattered. Right. So it got removed. And so Snow took it down and put up a, a print of bluebirds. Yeah. So anyhow, it and was just... Yeah. the dig that... Right. That Regina did was hilarious. She that, says, "Well, I'm just putting my own touches on the office." Yeah, I see you've done that yeah. hideously. It was no, it, I don't <laughs> think she, she said that. Oh, she but, did. Oh no, she right, did. Wow. She absolutely said hideously. It, it reminded me. It, it reminded me of Regina on Neverland. She yeah. always had. She always had those little quips. Oh come on, she's ready still to sassy. Go. She's still sassy. All right, so. I wanted to, so true love's kiss, that's almost a go-to thing if someone is, sure. has a problem or Most true love's kiss. Most curses can be broken by that. Well, and remember, in uh, season one, she told Belle, any curse can be broken mm-hmm. by true love's kiss. Yep. And if she meant that, then... 
Yeah. Did you see Regina looking away? Oh, the pain on her face yeah. was yeah. excruciating. I mean, it was heartbreaking to watch because you can see she's just absolutely torn because she knows that she still loves Robin and she knows that he still has feelings for her, but he's got to do the right thing. And she doesn't want to hear that and see that he is, you know, he and Marion are true love, you know, true loves, but it didn't work. So Robin, the kiss of Marion did not work. Yay. So there's, there's, and it's because he's not her true love Yeah, and she's not his now. I mean, well, I take that. He might be hers, but my guess is actually he's not. And that's the other thing. And I'm thinking that while he's thinking that she's not my true love, he may not realize it. We're going to see a backstory at some point in time where Marion's going to have some other guy. Well, and that's, yeah. I yeah. think we're going to see that. And that's going to somehow come out. I don't know how, but anyway. So can I say I love Sven as well? That That's such a cute, fun little... Reindeer. He is adorable. But before we run into that, let's talk back about the whole Emma. There was a point in there I really wanted to make. Everyone was so quick to believe that it was Elsa that did this to Marion. And Emma was just right as quick, if not faster, to defend Elsa. That's great. But... Go ahead. She didn't defend Regina when she had the chance. That's exactly what I was going to say. And that, to me, Mm -hmm. still bugs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear it you. It still bugs. I'm quite Sorry. sure there's some people so, listening but, that agree with us on that. But Hans and his brothers, what an arrogant little ass he is. Well, and some of the brothers look like they were in like rock bands or something. Sure. And then one guy looked like he was a wrestler. But anyway, it was just kind of funny. Well, you know, there's 13 boys total. They're yeah, all going to look yeah, different. True. But no, it, um, it was... He was just a little little arrogant ass. Right. And I think it was funny that his brothers laughed at him when he said he was going to be the king of Arendelle. <laughs> right. What makes you think you're going to be the king? You know, remember what happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I have something now. To, and that's when he shows the pick of the urn, the hand drawing of the urn. And so my question is, where did he get that picture? Right. Who told him about the urn? I'd bet you it was Rumple. I mean, he's always mm, in sure. all sides putting sure. things together. So the urn I wrote, dash Pandora's box. We've seen a lot of those types of sure, things. Sure, trap somebody inside of it. Right. Sure. Well, he flat out said, this old, this old hop. And what, she was in it, so clearly that's the only way it's going to help is to trap her inside. So See, Grumpy. We've seen a lot of sides of Grumpy. We've seen Dreamy. We've seen Grumpy kind of somewhat nice to Charming now and then when he's not being questioning of Charming's sure. intentions. But Grumpy has been straight out Grumpy oh, the last dude. couple of episodes. Yeah, he's been he's just really grouchy. Grumpy. So he's, he's living grouchy. up to his name. Very, and very grouchy. he is jumping to conclusions. And we see this whole mob mentality without getting all the facts. He's, you know, blaming Elsa for this. Yeah. So, and we've seen that before. Dr. Whale had a mob running after Regina. We saw, I think it was Alan, who was um, King George, the other in Storybrooke. Um, hmm, Spencer. Spencer. He 
led the mob to go look for Ruby. Ruby. Right. 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 So we've seen that. We have seen that. But let's go step back one little tiny quick second here. So Elsa and her advisor are talking about this whole thing. And then Kristoff comes in and tells what he learned about the urn after disobeying her. Right. Because he was spying, of course, on Hans and his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, they have their little witty little brother-sister fighting thing. And then she pretty much decides, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Not a good idea, but okay. That's what we got going on. And then that's when we see the mob. And it's really unfortunate it's a mob mentality. So they want Elsa's head on a platter because they're convinced she's the culprit and all because of what they think. Again, ju- grumpy, grumpy, jumping to conclusions. And then what I thought was interesting is, is that as they're running past to go hunt her down, you see at the tail end of the mob after they run past, there's um, the mystery ice cream lady right, gleefully watching them. Hunt for Elsa. Yep. And then um, Elsa and Kristoff, they're having the conversation about the urn, right? And so they're, you know, she's trying to find out what's going on with this whole thing. And he says, look, it can trap people like you. Right. People with magic. And so that's why he didn't want her to use magic. He, she was ready to, you know, they were almost falling off a cliff, which reminded me a little bit of Neverland. True. And then... He, she's like, what do you want? A spiral staircase or a slide? And he's like, neither. We can't use magic. You're going to have Hans all over us. So, And that reminded me of? Uh, hmm. Very popular movie that was released not too long ago in a very classic animated feature. Okay. Sleeping Beauty. Oh. And Maleficent. Oh, yeah. Can't use magic. Nope, right. Because Maleficent will have Diablo... Flying well, around. She might see it. She might see it. Yeah, because they and didn't so, know she was going to have the right, right, fly. Right. So, yes. Yeah, no, that's a good, good call. So, yeah, so they, he goes, we're going to have to go the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Climbing the rope, which, of course, was exactly how he and Anna were going to escape from Marshmallow in the movie. Absolutely, right. And it, it is funny. They really write Hook well. Oh, they totally because do. When Elsa won't go to the sheriff's station, mm-hmm. well, he says, well, I'm not going to the sheriff's station. Hook said that. Well, where are you going? I'm going this way. Well, what's over there? Danger. Danger. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just this whole kind of funny little... He knew you know. how to manipulate her to mm-hmm. go where he wanted her to go. And then my favorite, favorite, favorite part of the episode... Oh. Absolutely. You have this mysterious little tent there. Okay, but here's my question. That's Robin and Marion's tent. Right. Why are they still living out in the middle of the woods? There is no empty house around there for them somewhere. Somebody can't just whoo, magic one well, up for them. Maybe Yensid's house is empty now. Well, it probably so is because I'm sure Belle and Rumpel are back at their own home. But right. what the crap? They can't go find a house. Robin Hood's going green, living Dude. off the land. Off okay, the grid, but no cell you got phone. You a wife and kid, dude. I know. Wow. Yeah. 
Anyway. They get a solar panel and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, so then, anyway, so that was my question. So they're going out to the tent. They're hunting for Robin and Marion or hunting for Robin or something. I don't know what they're doing out there. I can't remember what they said they were doing, but they were looking for something. They were, well, they're hunting for... Anyway. They were hunting right. for something. And then so, they heard the rustling in the tent. Yep. Come out of there. And out pops the knave. The knave. We were so excited Will when the Scarlet knave. Oh, we were so excited when he yep. came out. That was awesome. And he had some of the best lines. He doesn't like sheriffs. Nope. And you, he said, I reckon you might be a good sheriff. But there's, you know, yeah, lousy, why, awful right, sheriffs. Which I know that means you won't shoot a man in the back. Yeah. And then he turns and runs. Well, but then Charming came up, oh. and he's a sheriff, too. And he goes, you mean there's two sheriffs? That's not fair. Yeah. That's not exactly bloody fair, is it? So, I love him. He's yeah, such a great character. And and we got one bloody hell out of him. And we did. So there you go. We did. I loved that. That was awesome. It was my favorite, favorite part I didn't dislike all the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland episodes, yep. but my favorite part was the name, straight oh, up, absolutely. period. Yeah. And the scene with Robin Hood, but I mean, it was just, the name was it. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, and I love the fact that, you know, they pretty much kind of asked him who he is and what he's doing, and, they, and he told him. He straight up told him the truth. And I love the fact that he did that because he was able to kind of, deflect what was going on what he'd been doing onto right. what really was going mm-hmm. on which was a great way to explain how things you know what's happening and how they could easily find what was happening well and again trust because he said look i'm a thief i'm not a liar right and what i'm telling you is the truth right because everyone's like why should we trust a thief it's like no 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 i'm telling you right <laughs> i stole a bunch of stuff but i'm not a liar and I'm telling you, when I went in there, that ice cream was frozen solid during a blackout. Right. So. Right. And it shouldn't have been. But right. what was interesting about that whole thing, his whole speech about, you know, I'm a thief. Always have been, always will be. Right. But what cracked me up is he says, when he says I'm not a liar is it reminded me very much of Pirates of the Caribbean when Jack Sparrow says, you can always trust a, a dishonest man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, what? And then he says, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just, it just reminded me of that. All right. So this ice curse, Regina was talking about it. She said, and once the curse reaches your heart, it's over. And this ice curse reminded me of the nightshade when Charming was pricked by one of the needles. Yeah. When when his side was, when his, yes. When his side, are you talking about Charming? Yeah, yeah, Charming. When Charming Mm -hmm. was not pricked by the thorn when he was shot oh, that's by right. the that's lost right. okay. boys. My bad. Yeah, when he the arrow nicked right. his side. He nicked from his the, side. Yeah. And with, with Neverland and the whole nightshade thing, we had this physical, you could see the the little tentacles of the poison. night poison reaching his heart. And so you can kind of tell how far it's gone. Right. Where this, it's not very similar. I mean... She turned blue, which is very much like Anna and Frozen. Sure. But then later on, she's totally frozen white. So Well, she was ice, but ice, mostly yeah. ice. Right. But what was really, the whole conversation was really heart-wrenching for me because, you know, here they're discussing Marion's health. And it's just that whole thing of, 
Regina is going to do whatever she can to help. She sent Henry to revolt Mm -hmm. to get something. And so at that point in the show, we started postulating what could possibly be the thing he's going to get. And I wrote down another heart, perhaps, or some potion. And we discussed the possibility of, is she going to stick in a bunch of other hearts so that the cold would reach them first and protect her heart? Or is she going to take her heart out? Because that, that, that thought crossed my mind. I went crazy and I said the double-sided candle. I was wrong, well, but you yeah. were probably yeah. there. Yeah. You were there. Oh, I so. was right there. I, yeah. I had a feeling she was going to take the mm-hmm. heart out. And, and I knew it was going to be risky because without her heart, that would put Marion in a very puppet-like state, very cold emotional state as well right. so i you know that was going to be that's going to be real interesting to see how long they're going to have to keep her like that now i wrote regina saving marion would be putting robin's happiness over her own oh, absolutely now this is a struggle because her goal that no one really knows about except for henry and her right and sydney yeah is that she is f- trying to find the writer of the book the storybook and change her fate. And so, is she? I think she is. And it was interesting, the conversations she had with Robin, you have to trust me. Because Robin didn't struggle like I would have liked maybe a conversation with her, say, listen, I know what we had is Mm -hmm. real. Yeah. But... Out of respect for me, you have to try and save my wife. We never had that. That was inferred, but anyway. Because then it makes it even more tenuous. So Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So she said something drastic, and we find out what that is later yeah. on. Yes, we do. We do. Um, so the next thing we have is Rumpel right. being a bit of a grouch himself right and hook just flat out blackmailing him Mm -hmm. (laughs) of that oh my gosh i loved that because i'm kind of mad at rumple right now why is he like lying about the dagger why is he not giving it back to bell like he should like he said he would he he lied to his son's grave he's lied to bell he's lied Mm -hmm. to everybody why 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 he knows bell's not gonna misuse it so why in the world would he like uh what what we're used to is heroes that are perfect. And what we're seeing in Once Upon a Time is heroes aren't perfect. That's sometimes true. just like Regina said, so you're not evil now? And she goes, Well, not today. Not right now. Mm-hmm. And so this whole kind of yin yang black white kind of thing. It's, it's not what we're used to with a hero. Well, we're used to. It's not black and white. Right. A lot of shades of gray. Right. And, and that's what I mean is right. we're, we're used to. Cut and dry. You know, dun, 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 dun yeah. this perfect, nice right. Right. hero. But Right. All of our heroes and all, all of our heroes have flaws and all, all of our villains have good sides. Right. It's the truth. So, all right. Anyway, I love the fact that he knows the dagger's not real. Mm-hmm. Hook. He knows he's not using the real one. He calls his bluff. And then finally, Rumpel agrees to help. And 
then they show Marion's hair, the piece of hair. I I love when he said loudly, "Well, he's agreed to help." <laughs> you know, well, because they were kind of having that oh, I know. conversation. I know that that Elsa didn't hear. Mm-hmm. So I that was actually kind of cool because then. Otherwise, then Elsa would have been like, well, if he doesn't say it, I will, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of the consigliere going up, talking to the other mob boss. Uh-huh. And, and uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Very was, much so. That was something. But anyway, so then, yeah, Marion's hair, the white piece that was frozen over, yep. they show it to Rumple, and Rumple says, you know, hey, it can change form, but it can't be destroyed. Rumple CSI. He was doing exactly. a little... Yeah. Total... Total, yeah. He was doing CSI stuff. Who's who's the gal in the NCIS with the pigtails? Polly Perrette. Polly Perrette. There's no yeah. Polly Perrette to help him. He just no. did it on his no. own. No, or as um, in Bones, they call him Squinturns. Okay, all right. Yeah. So magic changes form, but cannot be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's kind of like a DNA. In other words, you can break it down, mm-hmm. but you can't fully destroy it. Right. So it's like a it's like a thumbprint, and also they mentioned that it was like a snowflake right which i always consider a thumbprint as well well sure none of them are the same right no it's two. similar and, right. and rumple even said it he said it's similar to your magic however mm-hmm. it is not the same and that's when you know and i love that rum uh, that hook was like really how cliche to you know refer to it as, as snowflake being unique like a snow unique like a snowflake right and then um well, and, so, and he said that all magic is different, which is pretty interesting, and it really does fit in with the whole idea that when Emma and Regina are coming together to do something, their magic isn't the same. Obviously, Regina in season one, two, two three. dark magic, and Emma had light magic, three. right? So they were season three. coming together. But even... Dark magic or light magic, it's not the same. Well, so, it's not. And it's not it's the similar, same for, every, for each person either. Right. So, I mean, it was really nice to know that, that there's uh, differences. And, and then that was also, like you said, kind of like a DNA. So you can almost tell. You don't necessarily know who it belongs to, mm-hmm. but you can probably figure out who it is. And that's why he said, and if I set it free, it will find the person who cast it. It seeks out like magic. Like magic. Mm-hmm. And it will find its owner, you know. So when he let the little snowflakey DNA go, right, and it went to go seek out like magic, yeah, when it, on its way home, it um, reminded me of a couple things: mm-hmm. the tracking spells, tracking spell, the potion that Gold put on Jefferson's hat when right. it was floating around to go find Jefferson, mm-hmm. but also Regina's tracking spell on the map. To go find Pan on Neverland, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, we knew that was going to happen. Now, my question at that point in time was: is it is it going to go to the ice cream shop, or Mm -hmm. is it going to go somewhere out in the forest, somewhere else? Well, since the ice cream shop was a charade, yeah, uh, it made sense that it went out to the forest where reality was. And, well, and that's where she was. Yes. Let's take one quick step back and we'll come right back. Is that with the... We saw another instance of this kind of thing with the chop shop and Bo Peep. We never saw Bo Peep in her Bo Peep regalia. Right. In Storybrooke. She was just in their chop shop with the sure. crook and all that. I don't know if... Hopefully we'll see the crook again and kind of do that again. But yeah. we did see... 
what appears to be the Snow Queen. Yes. So. Yes. In her Snow Queen outfit. Uh-huh. Out in. Gorgeous, the, by the way. And it was followed. It was sent. The little snowflake DNA was found her. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. So. I want to talk about the whole Archie thing. I was kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Snow and Archie. Snow and Archie. And Snow said, well, I don't believe I signed up for a session out here in the middle of the session. day and yeah. on the sidewalk. Well, I think she was she was tired and mm-hmm. a little frustrated. And, you know, I, I think we're going to see Snow feeling a little bit attacked by everybody because she's trying to juggle being a new mom. And she hasn't done it before. I mean, she didn't get the chance with Emma. So she's really struggling right now. I believe Snow is struggling mm-hmm. within herself because she wants to do everything and she does but she is terrified of not being there for Neil. Right. For baby Neil. She is definitely going to she's joined at the hip. Very much so. And Archie kind of said, "Look, just let it go even a little bit and it'll be fine. He'll be fine and you'll be better for it." So, I mean, that whole thing, I, I think Archie may have felt, um, you know, Snow's discomfort when they were attacking her during the fireside right. chat. Right. And so the fact that that happened, I think Archie, that's why he sought her out. Because I think he, I think Archie, I mean, he's the conscience. He's the voice of reason. He's always been there to kind of provide that advice, even in cricket form. And so I love the fact that he's... He cares enough about Snow to say, look, I know what you're trying to do, and I'm here to tell you it's okay. But I thought it was funny that he chose a frozen um, right. line, just but, let it go. <laughs> but we, and we don't have to go much into it, but we, we know people that seem to replace one child for another. If If one child situation did not end up the way they wanted to. Right. They will focus on the next child to fix that, to make right. it better. And right. so that's, that's what I think we're seeing right. is she, she's being a helicopter mom, always being there, always, 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 always. And he's saying, basically, look, let it go, put it in neutral. You care. You're yeah. there, but yeah. you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to well, give yourself some separation, right. just a little bit, yeah. if for no other reason than it's healthy for both of you. Because it really will be healthy for the baby in the long run, and it will be healthy for her as well. Not necessarily a a mentor, but a friend is yeah. something that I don't think Snow has had much of. She has a great support team. Absolutely. Charming is fantastic. You can do it. We believe in you. That's great. Yeah. But it's nice to sit down. even to a certain extent. The dwarves as well. And Archie mm-hmm. to an extent. Right. And, but Emma, not really. Because she's always mothering Emma. And I think Emma tries to kind of help her out. But that's why I loved, bringing it up again, that's why I love the deleted scene mm-hmm. when Snow sat down with Regina. Yeah. yeah. How do you do it? And those are really important types of conversations for situations like this. Snow has to drive. And she told Charming, we took over the kingdom. We can do this. This is this is easy. But I think back in the back of her mind, it's not. It's hard. There's so much. And and 
like being a boss or being whatever, it's just you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're going to yeah. upset somebody. Yeah. And it's like, how do you do it? You know, so anyway. The, the tough part is when you are putting such high expectations on yourself. Nobody else is putting them on her. But when you put them on yourself and you are overdoing it a little bit, it, you can start to second guess whether you're actually capable or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she is getting a little pressure, I should say. She is getting a little pressure from the outside right now. And I think that that's kind of feeding onto her own fears that she is not going to be able to complete the task. So, It's, it's funny that Will Scarlet has to break and enter to prove his is honesty. Right. Because everybody's thinking he's lying. Right. So he has to, you know, break into this place. Sure. And then the sheriff has to assist. Oh, she has to Because she the says, task. I am, right. I am, I know it's all about the tumblers. I get it. I know, I know. And Here, so she me. breaks in. Yeah. And of course, Charming's like, what are you doing? What are you, no. Oh, all right. And I love Doors the fact open. that she says, what? Neil taught me a few things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you notice what was on the walls a lot in the ice cream shop. Um, well, I know there were flavor names on the walls. Right. But beyond that, I it's Lots not... of mirrors. Oh, okay. Lots of mirrors. Oh, okay. Just just saying. And and the the wallpaper had what looks like somewhat... Like geometric pattern. Geometric patterns. They look like snowflakey patterns okay. to me. And I was wondering if they filmed the interior of that in the on the street on Moncton mm. Street in mm. Steveston, but mm. no, I think they filmed the going in the door maybe, but sure. then they cut yeah. in the interior. Yeah, and I love how Emma points out that Will is telling the truth. Yeah, because she says, "Do you hear that? No, mm-hmm. right? There should be compressors going." Yep. So, you know, and then when he says, yeah, go look in the back and they go back there and it's frozen over, like frozen, frozen right. over. That's when she goes, to oh see my something gosh. else. I did I, too. I really did too. I but thought, you know what? I, I thought Anna was going to be there. Nah, or something. I don't think she'll be there. She um, may be in that little tiny castle somewhere. But anyway. So then Charming and Emma have the little discussion after. Wait. Will. Yeah. Ever true to his nature. Yes. Not a liar, but definitely a thief. Yes. <laughs> he stole from the cash register. Stole away. And ran away. Right, right, right. I love it. Don't and do that, kids. Don't steal. It's bad. No. Don't steal. No. Then don't don't leave. All right. So then after that, uh Charming and Emma have a discussion and we have another just let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. And Regina was basically questioning Emma, saying, "You can't save anything. You, what are you? What are you doing? The more you're getting involved, I mean, that even goes back to right. the first episode yeah. in this season. The more you try and help, the worse my life becomes. Right. And just these words are like these bells and get louder and louder. And Emma's finally, she's telling her dad, "I'm the anti savior. This this is not working. Yeah. And so maybe we'll find." what the cure is and maybe the cure is in the in a discussion that she and hook had a little later on in the episode mm-hmm. that may be some of it but yeah anyhow yeah so now we have hook and all stuff all in the snowflakes mm-hmm. and he's marking the trees with an x very piratey 
X marks the spot. I I love how they write these these dialogue pieces of Elsa helping Hook and mm-hmm. and these newer characters helping somebody else. Yeah, I think it's really it's really neat. Well, I love the fact that he goes, "Wait, you only just met her. How do you know?" Right. Well, we're a lot alike. It was a really good talk between the two of them. It was mm-hmm. very nice, very nice conversation. All right, so they find the urn in the cave. Yep. The mysterious urn. And that had writing that shows up yep. when she... Picked I don't know what the writing was. We can definitely get a screenshot. She said but, it was something runic something. Right. It was like an ancient runic mm-hmm. language she didn't understand. Mm-hmm. She couldn't read it. So it's not the normal language she's used to, which was interesting. Well, I love that Kristoff said, well, I know what it says. It says, dangerous urn, keep away. <laughs> He's very so. funny. He, they they did a good job casting him. And I love that he keeps telling her, just destroy it. Don't even think about it. Just do it. Just destroy it. It'll save you. It'll save Arendelle. Just do it. And she's like, no, no. Maybe it'll lead me to people who are like, like me. me. Right. She's very... She's And I, I mean, I get that. When you feel like you're the only person in the world who is... X and you can mm-hmm. fill in the blanks whatever you want with X. When you feel like you're the only person in the world that has this thing or feels this way or does this thing or has this habit or is right. this whatever, it's really it's really lonely. And then when you think that there's a possibility somebody else might be just like you and think the same way or feel the same way or have that same thing where they can understand what you're going through, it's pretty powerful. It's a very very compelling thing. So I totally get why she wanted to find out more about it. I'm not trying to be trite here. I I really am not. But Facebook is proof positive that you are not alone. Oh, absolutely. If you are the internet in general, but specifically Facebook, if you have an interest or a disease or an issue or something, there is a group out there with other people it's interesting about humankind yeah. is you do, and I think Elsa is showing that. Yeah. Humankind is if if I like something, even though I feel like I'm all alone, yeah. there's got to be somebody else that's like me. And then you get these groups together for, for whatever purpose. And we have a friend that had a health issue. Right. And our our friend thought that, she was the only person that had this health issue. Right. And then she started looking around and there's a group of people. Right. Just like her yeah. that had the same situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you were the only person in the world that had a certain situation, it would be very, very, it would make you feel alone. And, and I mean, so. really alone. I mean, yeah. no one could even understand what you're going through. Right. But somebody saying, I understand what you're going through because I have it too, or I know someone, or there's a group, or something like that. So, so yeah, part of me says, look, Elsa, mm-hmm. just destroy that urn. Right. But the other part of her is like, no. You know, and, and unique and weird are kind of two sides of one coin. Yeah, you, yeah. When someone is special, that can be a blessing and a curse in the same thing. And so she is wanting to find others like her. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to Snow's conversation with Regina Mm -hmm. in that you you want to learn from somebody else that 
has done something or has sure. been something. And so anyway, it, it was just part of me was like, you know, want to grab the urn and just smash it or something and say, give me that. But on mm. the other hand, it was like, no, she has got to find right. that, that other right. person. Or That's people. true. So, Very true. All right. So Hook and the cell phone. He well, says... Before this happens, we have Hans and his brothers. They come mm-hmm, in. Right. And they demand the urn. And she, Elsa, uses her magic to push back his brothers. Two of them. At least two of them. Right. And she did the same exact thing that Elsa did in the movie. Yes. With the two guards from Wesselton that were um, trying to kill her. So that was kind of a nice thing. And then Hans says, head over there and or he dies. Whoa! Dun, dun, dun. Right. All right, so... Now we have Elsa and Hook following the snowflakes again. Yes, and <laughs> Hook had a cell phone. He doesn't really understand it. He says, I push a button and she talks. And a button and she, and she yeah. answers. She always talks. What's funny is they, they, find the, they find the mystery woman. They don't see her face, only her back. How did she not know they were there? But I'm thinking she probably did. I'm thinking she did, too. Yeah. Um, and she's she's dealing with some little miniature replica of the ice castle right. that Elsa built in the movie. That's what it looked like to me. It looked very similar to that. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if it was a Tinkerbell kind of thing where she shrunk down and lived in there and then made herself big and drank me mm. or eat me or something. Stuff. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I was thinking that if anything's trapped in there, it might be Anna in smaller yeah, it could form. Be. Yeah. I mean, if she was able to shrink her down somehow. Um, but I did. Uh, but anyway, so she's playing with that and they're watching her and Hook's trying to get a hold of Emma. And I love the whole thing. She's like, what is that thing? And he goes, I don't know. It's some talking device. And right. I just usually push the Emma button and she, she's there. He says, and then he gets the voicemail and he goes, <laughs> leave a message at the beep. It beeps. And he goes, why do I carry this thing around? If you're never going to answer mm-hmm. when I use it. And I thought that was really funny because I can't tell you how many times I have felt the same exact way. When I will frequently call you sometimes, and you don't answer, and then I don't hear back from you. I'm like, I know. Why do you have it? You're not answering it. Well, one more quick off-topic story, and we'll come back. My old boss mm-hmm. had her cell phone, mm-hmm. and my cell phone's ringing off the hook because I had it for business and all this different stuff. And, and I said, man, this cell phone's just driving me crazy. And she goes, huh, I don't have any problem with it. And I, I picked up. Her cell phone, I looked, she hadn't turned it on. It was always off. I said, well, turn it on. You'll have, I'll call you. You know, so anyway, some cell phone stories. Oh, that's funny. So, so the Snow Queen or the supposed Snow Queen or whoever this person is, I'm, I'm, I guess we're just throwing in with the Snow Queen with a dash of White Witch somewhere. She froze Hans. Well, she did. After he opens yes. the urn, he El- Elsa's not right. going to let him kill Kristoff. Kristoff's like, come on, no matter what happens to me, don't let him have it. And so I thought that was a very funny little <laughs> repartee between Hans and Kristoff. You know, when he said, I'll make your sister a widow. And he goes, well, technically she wouldn't be a widow because we're not married yet. And he's like, okay, 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 fine, fine, fine. But it was just that was really kind of funny, you know. Kristoff in the in the moment of danger and life threatening danger to uh, to be sure, 
he's still just kind of joking around and being kind of the goofball. And of course, Elsa's like, no, no, wait, wait, fine, fine, fine. Here you go. And then that's when he opens the urn and pours out whatever's inside. And then I love the fact that here comes Snow Queen and he goes, nobody thought to look and see if the thing was empty. Right. (laughs) Kristoff was kind of the the little smart ass there at that Mm. point. Um, but yeah, she comes out and she gets really irritated and she fr- freezes Hans. No more Hans. Woohoo. So the Snow Queen said, and, and let me say this. What did he expect to happen? Because when he opened the urn, the Snow Queen blob came out yeah. and did what we saw Elsa do with the, she was blue. And, right. But did he expect? Elsa to kind of be sucked into this thing, you know what I'm saying? He just opened it up. He and just it opened just, up. Yeah, I, he didn't. He didn't know. He had no idea. He had no so idea I think Rumpel told him. I think Rumpel's in on all sides of this deal. Yeah, very pro- very probable. Very probable. So. I mean, Rumpel's involved in everything. It always comes back to Rumpel. So I'm <laughs> sure Rumpel's very much involved in this. So now we've got Snow Queen. We've got Elsa. We've mm-hmm. got Hans frozen. She almost freezes Kristoff, and Elsa says, "No, he's my friend." And I right. think that's the first time that was a pivotal mom- moment yeah. in their relationship because I think it's the first time she's ever referred to him as friend. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a cool thing. And the Snow Queen told Elsa, I'm teaching you a lesson. And basically the lesson is don't trust right. anybody. Right. Right. Because they will stab you in the back. Right. They will thr- they will mm-hmm. they will shun you. They will put you into an urn, you know, trap you away to keep you away from all of them. They're they're afraid of you. And uh, and people like us, and so don't don't trust anyone. Another favorite section of the of this episode I really liked is Emma calling the Snow Queen Dairy Queen. And uh, well, yeah, but let's kind of get back to that because we have Hook and um, Elsa trying to go get um, Emma, and they're running away to go get Emma, and right. Snow Queen freezes him to the spot. Yes, right, and she doesn't even recognize or remember her at all and that's when she says oh well that's because the rock trolls took your memories away mm. they do that so she's blame shifting she's testing i her. don't buy she's, that a second i well, think she's playing the the emperor from star wars card very and, likely so. very likely who knows but there's that possibility because again in the movie the grandpappy was able to remove the memories of magic Again, it's that parallel with Storybrooke Absolutely. and the uh, fairy tale land, right. where if if it looks like someone's done that before, they've done it now. That's ne- not necessarily the truth, but it's yeah. I'm not saying so. that that she's being honest. It's hard to tell with her. We don't know whether she's being honest or whether she is telling lies. We can't tell yet. Right. We don't know. We assume she is telling lies, but maybe she's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's one of those things you just, it's hard to trust a dishonest person, but you can, honestly. Yeah. So, but anyway, she, um, then, then we have, um, all of a sudden, Emma and Charming come back in, and that's when she <laughs> calls her Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. That was very funny. And then you have this epic battle between yeah, Emma, Emma and... Emma channels her inner Jedi and has this great has force push. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No trouble controlling her magic at that point. Right. Zero. Because her true love is in absolute 
mm-hmm. imminent danger. Well, it's just like David said in the episode before, I could do it because I was helping you. Right. I was rescuing you. Right. So there was a person involved. Sure. So the same sure. with, and sure. I think that's probably what Elsa was getting at is when she said that Anna helps me right. control. Right. And it's that when you care about somebody else, mm-hmm. it helps you kind of focus, focus your, 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 it helps you focus. Right. And, and, so. Well, I mean, that is the kind of the basis of magic anyway, as Rumpel has taught both Regina and even Emma to a certain extent, is channel that emotion, and it has to be an extreme emotion. Right. So typically anger works real well, and that stirs up the dark magic, but light magic is love. And so Emma clearly loves Hook, because if she didn't, she may have had a little more trouble than she did. But she was able to like just throw the you know Snow Queen around and move them out of the way. Um, it was it was quite we an epic some, little battle. Now stalag mites, stalactites. I'm not sure the ones I, that are coming I, down from I the top. Always get those mixed up. So, I do. The I, ones that are coming down from the top. Yeah, she well, was, the, actually they weren't. They weren't because that's typically rock formations. These are icicles. Okay, fair enough. I, that, that's easier. A little easier to deal with. Icicles. Mm-hmm. She was loosing them, and then Emma. After she pushed the Snow Queen away, then the Snow Queen was releasing these icicles down to skewer Hook. And Charming. Yeah, and then she force-pushed Emma, force-pushed Hook and Charming out of there. Oh, yeah. And it was was pretty incredible. It was a great battle. It was a great little battle. And And then then she disappears. She disappeared. She's gone. She's gone. So then the discussion. Well, at that point in time, we have Emma or Elsa. We see the flashback of yep. Elsa yep. and the Snow Queen. And they're at the house. And Elsa's very excited that she's found somebody who's just like her. And the Snow Queen's very. She's a cool customer. Right. Literally and figuratively. And she walks in. And then when she turns and sees the painting of the King and Queen, that's when I said. She's going to say that's her sister. Yeah. And she did. I was right. So, you know, again, just like Star Wars, we have this secret sister that we didn't know about. But But now we know. Is that really the truth? Well. It's really hard. We will will see. I bet you Rumpel knows. And here's the other thing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, what kind of throws me for a loop with this one is she could be telling the truth, which is which has been my theory. From almost day one of this season, anyway. She could be telling the truth, and that could really be her sister, which would totally make sense. It fits very nicely with the plot. Or she could be lying about the whole thing, and maybe that's the reason why the parents needed to tell the truth is that she you is know. she is some she's not who she says she is. But and here's why I'm a little hesitant is she was very emotionless when Elsa told her that her parents were dead. Mm -hmm. So that would mean her sister was dead. She had no emotion over that. Right. And to me, that just doesn't seem like somebody who missed her sister. I mean, I love my sister and I don't see my sister as often as I would like, but if somebody told me my sister died, I would absolutely be just a a mess. Sure. I would not be able to control myself. I would be an absolute mess. So I struggle with that. The only 
other explanation for that would be that her heart is not in her body. Well, and she can't feel yeah. those emotions like that, she did. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's that's kind of a, a similar to Cora. So it is possible that she really is truly Anna's and Elsa's aunt. She kind of reminded me of Cora. You know the whole very very cool cucumber. Right, I'm telling you, but don't trust anybody. And right. I'm teaching you a lesson. And right, all that. So right, all right, very similar. So. The Snow Queen seems to know Emma, so I have to give a little shout-out to Alina, because that's what she was saying, yeah. is that uh, the Snow Queen probably knew her as a child and was kind of watching from afar, maybe mm, in the yeah, possibly in the foster care system and all this kind of thing. So, Alina, good job. Yeah, great. great. And I thought so. it was interesting, because both Elsa and Emma feel that... The Snow Queen is lying, but they don't mm-hmm. know why. Right. But they know she's not telling the truth about something. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So Marion is now frozen. <sighs> and Almost completely solid. So Regina says, I'm telling you, I will find a cure. But in the meantime, she... I, we don't know what Henry brought. We he, do. Yeah, he, we did. What? We know exactly. He brought a box, a heart box. Okay, all right, fair enough. He brought the box to put the to heart in. To protect the, all right, so so you were right and on specific, the money. Yeah, specifically, he brought the heart box, but it was interesting because it looked like the one that was originally meant for snow. When she sent okay. the huntsman to go get, you know, it wasn't like a typical regular heart box vault box and henry said he had to go look for it he had to dig for it. he goes you really got to clean out that vault it was really hard to find but i found it so he there was a very specific one she was looking for there is one that's on her desk that i think you may anyway it's silver no, no, and black no no and, no, no. this right. was this was not this okay. was a, a this right. was a the one that was used for snow but anyway okay. that whole conversation was really um, very interesting because Robin basically tells her, you know, that whole thing with the mm-hmm. kiss, it didn't, she goes, true love's kiss doesn't work on everything. You know, unfortunately, and he says, well, it doesn't work, but not for the reason you think. He says, I'm in love with someone else. And he was heartbroken about that whole thing. And she knew he was talking about her, of course. And so she was gleefully Right, but appropriately very reserved by it, and kind of like, really, you do? Like she didn't want to believe it, but so, she didn't think it could be true. But it was true, and she wants it to be true, and she wants to be with him. But honestly, that's so jacked up. But so here, here's the question: She could kind of not find out how to cure her and live happily no. ever after, or she. What I think she's gonna do, though is I think she's going to find the cure, mm-hmm. bring her back, mm-hmm. and I think at some point Marion will realize that he is in love with Regina. Yeah. And Regina is actually better for him. Yeah. And, and that could very I well think be. she will fall in love with Will Scarlet and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, have a have No, cuz you know what? I'm really hoping that they bring Anastasia from Wonderland here. Yeah, they yeah. really need to bring her so she and Will can be together. But I think Regina's going to do the right thing. And uh, I believe she will so, too. Yeah. I believe firmly that she will do the right thing because she loves Robin so much that knowing that and she even said, 
He said, I'm in love with someone else. But, and she goes, but you made a promise. She's it, your wife. Emma will be a part of that whole fixing up of that situation. Though, I think so. Because I of so. what she's already said. So. <clears throat> but, but yeah, that whole thing of, that whole thing of him telling her that, I mean, he kind of already told her that before, right, but at right. the same time, he flat out just came right out and almost said, I love you, even though he didn't say those words. He really did. And that's a little jacked up because, again, he's made the choice to be with his wife. Well, but we're, we're talking about heroes that struggle. Yeah. And, and yeah. here's another one. Yeah. So we, we're having all these different... He's a flawed hero. People that we look up to, but they have problems. Mm -hmm. You don't want me to start naming celebrities in in the news that have problems. But that was jacked up. I know. You know, my heart broke for Regina a little bit. Just a little bit there because that's just, I mean, it's nice to hear that somebody loves you. I mean, everybody likes to hear that. But when it means that that's all it can be is I can tell you that I I feel something for you, but that's it. We can't have a relationship. Right. Ugh. Okay. That's frustrating. So we got to bring this in for a landing. We're almost done. Anyway. We're almost there. So Emma and Hook have a very difficult for me to hear conversation outside. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's kind of saying, look, you know, we, we you need to give this a shot. I mean, I don't he's understand. Like, I'm sorry I didn't obey you. Right. And, and she said what? Uh has been there the whole time is every guy I've ever been with has died. Yeah. I don't want you to die. Yeah. And it, it, part of me as a guy, if I was hearing that, that is a BS, you know, come on now. That's a, that's a, it ain't you, it's me or something. It's like, no. you know what? <clears throat> that's really her confessing her love for him. Mm. I know that sounds a little kind of like, cheesy and a little bit of a cop-out but it isn't it's her confessing her love for him saying look i love you so much i'm not gonna let what happened to these other guys who i thought i loved too happen to you right she's really worried that she's going to lose him and i totally get that i totally get why she feels that way because she's right every guy she's been with right. has died somewhere or another yes so we have that difficult situation. Yes, but the hot kiss in the middle of the street. Woo-hoo, yeah, woo-hoo. yeah. Now that wasn't in the uh, what I call the intersection of power. No, that wasn't in no, the special no, intersection. No, it was right out, was in, front of right out in front of Grand. Literally right in front of Grand. I wanted, the fans must have been going wild in Steve's thing right when they. Yeah, sure. We've stood there before. I, I've still right I've, in that. I've stood moment. in a lot of places in Steveston. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. All right, so let's talk about the final scene. Ooh. So another really cool moment is we now know that Rumpel not only knew Elsa, knew Anna, but actually knows the Snow Queen as well. Oh, yeah. And he's just kind of waiting in the wings, you know. He's saying, I'm still here. Do you need my help? She's saying, I don't need your help. No, and why? Because he's flat out said... Does Emma remember you? And she, and she said, said no. no. And he said, well, that's good for you then, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. she will remember at some point. Yeah. And you're going to need my help. Do you want it now? And she's like, nope. When I need your help, I'll come to you. I'm not ready to make a deal, but when I am, 
I'll come find you. I'm like, ugh. I haven't heard that D word in a long time. Yeah. That yeah. that that was specifically season one and probably part of season two. Oh, definitely season but yeah. Gold and the deals. I haven't mm-hmm. heard that in a long time. So yeah. it was nice to hear it again. So Yep. Yeah. No, it was just uh wow. I'm like, ah, oh, Rumple, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Another fantastic episode. Yep. This is really, really ramping up. And I know that some people are kind of falling off and saying they don't like it and they're not going to watch and Too different things. But, but seriously. You, you've got to hang in there. Yeah. And it's just like a story. If you don't like a certain part, there's other parts that are coming that you'll probably really like. So yeah, yeah. the whole Yensid thing, and there's all kinds of different things that have already been kind of touched on and mm-hmm. we're going to see mm-hmm. played out. So sure. hang in there. And what I'd be interested to know is if you are new to this podcast and you've listened because of Frozen and maybe you haven't watched the first three seasons, Go ahead and and tweet me at at O-U-A-T podcast and say, I'm a new listener because of Frozen. Mm. So just, just, I'm I'm interested because I know that we have a lot of people and I love you all. Hello. Hello. Thank you for listening from the beginning. But I'm interested to know who is starting to watch Once Upon a Time because of Frozen now. Mm -hmm. So. Mm Because we have a little beginner's guide that'll kind of help you know who's who and all that mm-hmm. kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know that. So uh, that's it. Yeah. That is it. Another fantastic episode. Yeah, it was great. So we are going to have a main show in a couple of days. Normally we record on Saturdays, so we'll we'll do that. So if you have any any specific information or thoughts or theories about rocky road go ahead Mm -hmm. and email them or send them our way and we'll give you all the information coming up pretty quick and i send big love out to everybody and remember big love is so big you can't keep it all take what you need and pass it on to somebody else okay take care guys and we will be talking at you soon see ya bye bye Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media Production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333-0626. Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.